this is a little bit early, Sarah, but we've got a couple listeners already, so uh, maybe we should just go ahead and start start the show. All right. Well, I'd like to welcome you all to the HealthWise Report. Uh, this is Sarah Kane speaking. Yes, and this is Thomas, Thomas Goyer. Okay, I want to start by uh, speaking about the FDA. All right. Um, they've recently sent some warning letters over to Nestle Corporation over their unapproved medical claims. Now, they have a history of doing this for, well, a variety of different reasons, but always for the wrong ones, it seems. Um, in this case, they sent letters out to Nestle because they had the audacity to claim that their product was naturally sugar-free. Well, sir, that is a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, you you won't prevent people from telling that, right? Well, I'd sugar-free your children's product. Yeah. Well, I'd be on the side of the FDA if it weren't for the fact that they were being completely honest. Yeah. The, the claim was honest, and yet they're not actually allowed to say that. To make a nutritional claim on a product in which the consumer is under the age of two is actually illegal. Okay, so so let me get this straight. If if a company is doing the right thing and they found a way to make a a product that's sugar free for children, they're not allowed to tell people about it. Yeah. They're not allowed to compete based on that. Exactly. You can't say, you know, that our product doesn't have high fructose corn syrup, that ours does have vitamin C, anything like that. Even you, if you're completely honest, you, you, can't you know say what that reminds me of? What? That reminds me of the uh, hormone the Homogenized milk with the, what was it, R, RBGHT? RBGH, yeah. RBGH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the hormone. In. Remember, um, there was a time, and this may still be the case for all I know, um, but I know at least there was a time when milk producers could not put that their milk was hormone-free. They, oh. they weren't allowed to because that hurt the business mm-hmm. of the people that were buying Monsanto's hormones. Well, how that worked out was after several lawsuits, they've got down to a point now where they can say that it's hormone-free, but they have to put a little disclaimer underneath it that says that the FDA has not noticed any significant difference between... Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. They've got to put another label on there to tell you to ignore the first one. Yeah, exactly. Is that not ridiculous? And and there was no valid reason given. There, there, there really isn't a valid reason. The only reason why they weren't allowed to put that the milk was hormone-free was it undercut Monsanto's profits. Yeah. And the, you know, the large factory farms that were using all these hormones, the injecting of the cows. And there's more than, there's more than one reason to avoid that stuff. People avoid it, you know, for the sake of their health. And, and, and I can't knock that. I mean, we do too. That's a good thing. But it's not the only reason. There's also a reason that it deals with just basic, uh, being humane and compassion towards the animals because it's cruel to inject these animals with that stuff. And I'm not talking about the needle prick here. I'm talking about the fact that these cows produce an abnormal amount of milk because of these hormones, these synthetic yeah. hormones. And it puts the cow in a lot of suffering. Okay. Now, I don't know if any of you people out there know anything about farming or not, but one thing about farming, especially dairy farming, is if you're in a cycle of milking your cows once a day, twice a day, whatever it is, you have to repeat that cycle every day. Because if you don't, the cows are used to producing that amount of milk, and basically it's it's like they have a buildup and they're in pain. You know, I've, I've heard stories of farmers that, you know, missed a milking, and the cows would keep everybody awake all night mooing because they were in pain. 
Yeah. Okay? So you can only imagine what it's like for these cows. And I don't know how many times they get milked a day, three, four, whatever it is. I don't know, but I have heard that in addition to that, there's a lot of pain and a lot of um, problems that goes on at the injection site in these cows. Kind of tumors build up. It swells up. I mean, the actual cows in a lot of a lot of pain, a lot of suffering from this, and no one's really screaming about that. I mean, when you've got these animal rights groups and so forth, and they focus and they seem to kind of ignore that this this area of hormones and this brutality just kind of goes unignored. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's not the only thing that's done to them, but. Um People just need to know that, that there's more than one reason to avoid that milk. Yeah, well, well, it sh- how it should be is that companies that put these hormones in the milk should be required to put labels on their products. It shouldn't be the other way around. Yeah, and and people who want to put labels on it, you know, to you know give disclosure that their milk is more pure, they shouldn't be prevented from that. Yeah. I mean, this the FDA should not be in the business of protecting Monsanto or the other biotech giants. Yeah, everything's backwards. I mean, we we have a right to boycott that stuff. We have a right to to vote for the kind of like dairy products that we want with our dollars. Yeah, I mean, that, that ought to be a basic right. It, it, and people think it is a right, but they they pretty much step on it at will. Well, it's kind of that way with um, almost all food products. It's like, why are people having to put labels on their products to say that they are pure? When they should, you know, the companies that are putting these poisons in their products, they're the ones that should be putting labels on to say this is genetically modified, this contains these additional hormones that, you know, we don't really want you to know about, but we don't have mm-hmm. any. You know. I'll tell you what, we'll come back to milk in a minute, Sarah, but um, I believe you originally... Let's st- talk about, about Nestle and the FDA. Nestle, yeah, let, let's, let's continue on about Nestle before we get too far off topic there. Um, well, sure. I mean... Well, the FDA sent letters from their, quote, compliance officer. That in itself is rather telling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's like... Compliance. When, when did people have to, you know, kind of comply to the government, to governmental agencies? Uh, I don't know. I got I got somebody calling me yesterday to comply, Sarah. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I got a call from a census worker. You see, we were resistant to the census because they sent us the book. Not 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 the normal questionnaire, but the the notebook, you know, the, the thirty page deal, where you know it wanted to know everything from you know whether I had multiple bank accounts to whether I ever have a rash in certain spots in my body. I mean, it, it was a little a little invasive. too a little invasive, yes. And um, I think everybody has heard about the whole census deal and how ridiculous it gets. Well. I suspect that because of something we have said or done, that for some reason, and, and this is just just a maybe, Sarah, perhaps somebody in government thinks they need to keep an eye on us. Yeah. Um, so we got the notebook census, the, the long version. Well, we did what any good American would do. We ignored it. And so we had a girl show up at our house and interrogate us. And I pretty much told her how it was that, you know, we knew what our rights were and that, you know, there were only certain questions we were willing to answer. Particularly the constitutional question? Yeah, the constitutional question. Well, I was willing to give a little bit more, you know, like, I don't care if they know what my birthday is. They, They really already know that or they ought to already know that. Certain things like that. Um, when they start asking about, you know, my, personal relations in my bank accounts and, and other stuff, you know, yeah. what, what kind of furniture I have, what, you know, just 
ridiculous, ridiculous questions. It's none of their business. Um, that, that's different. Well, I did answer some of her questions, and I made her happy. You know, I answered enough questions so that she could take her packet back and say, okay, this was a success. I, I got this person to fill out the census. But, but that was the, the real census, the normal one, not the notebook version. The, the long, or as the lady who called me called it, the extended version of the census. Well, I, <coughs> excuse me. Um, <coughs> Sorry, I swallowed something wrong there, Zach. Okay, I'm sorry to hear it. Yeah. Well, she, uh, I got a call yesterday. Oh my gosh, I'm tearing up now. It's, it's bad when you swallow something going wrong. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, I got a call yesterday from a lady who said she was from the census. And, um, she started off with threats. And that's one of the reasons why we didn't answer the original notebook. One of the many reasons was every time they sent us something, they sent threats with it. Well, and she started interrogating me about my finances, and I pretty much told her that, you know, I wasn't going to answer her questions, that I'd already answered what I was going to answer. Yeah. And that that's all the Constitution required of me. And this woman just basically exploded on the phone. I was kind of in shock, unless she had taken it personally. And she told me that she would have her people send me a letter, Sarah. Mm -hmm. They would send a letter, and they would explain it to me that I was in violation of the law. And, and you know, of course, I, I, I kept my cool. I just said, well, you do that, lady. You, you do that. Send me a letter. Uh -huh. And then she, she hung up on me. A government worker got so... Um and raised over, over you mentioning the Constitution? Yeah, over the Constitution. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I guess I guess I'm just a disobedient, Sarah. I guess. I don't guess, but I, I'm sorry, I got really sidetracked. But um, and, and we really shouldn't have gotten sidetracked. But that's been burning me up since yesterday. Well, I think it's important that people realize just you know that. I the government is kind of being increasingly invasive. And that was basically what my topic was anyway in the area of the FDA. They're also sending warning letters now to the makers of the so-called e-cigarettes, the electronic cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Now, what's amazing is that these warning letters said that these uh, cigarette makers aren't allowed to make claims to cure a disease. Their disease? Nicotine addiction. Yeah, that's a disease now that the FDA regulates. I mean, you really couldn't make it up. I remember um, the owner of Utopia Silver, his name is Ben Taylor, he's a personal friend of ours, and mm -hmm. he was dragged into court by the FDA um, over um, testimonials on his site in regards to colloidal silver. Mm -hmm. Well, when in there, he was told by certain FDA officials who were combating him that if you were selling water, you were not legally allowed to claim that that water would cure dehydration. Mm -hmm. That's the insanity of the times that we live in. It's it reminds me of the book 1984. You see, that's how they stop the competition. People like us, if you're not allowed to discuss certain things, certain topics, or when you are allowed to, they're allowed to frame how it's spoken of, like in regards to approved statements yeah. versus unapproved statements then pretty much they have complete control of the language. And when you control the language, you control thought, basically. You control what gets communicated, what gets understood, what kind of things people can get educated about. Yeah. And it's, it's like when you go to Whole Foods, and 
we go there a lot for supplements and stuff. It's one of the best places to find supplements. I have mixed feelings about it as a corporation, very mixed. But when you are looking for high-quality supplements, you know, they're there. And one thing we've noticed is is there are all these supplements lined up that are there designed for medicinal use. Okay, they're even categorized. Like, for instance, all the herbs or herbs that are useful for treating diabetes, you'll find them on the same shelf. The ones that increase metabolism and help with weight loss, they're all on the same shelf. Same way with cleansing agents and so forth and so forth. But you can pick up any individual product there. None of them tell you what it actually does. Yeah. Um, Like, for instance, um, one of them I picked up, which I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it was one of the herbs that has many, many uses. And I remember being astounded that all it said on it was maybe a digestive relaxant. Yeah. In other words, it might have a laxative effect, maybe, mm-hmm. which really isn't one of the main uses of it. it you, you'd have to take a lot, you know, on an empty stomach. Companies are afraid to, to tell the truth about what their, what their products are yeah. able to do. What yeah, the first time one of these herb companies you know, actually puts down what they do on their label. They're shut down. Their their stuff is confiscated. And and they come in with SWAT teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you're expecting with, or, or like what most people would expect, with, you know, they, they send a lawyer letter. No, no they, they don't. They show up with machine guns and SWAT teams. Well, they did that just recently to some uh, places who were holding, who were selling raw milk. They actually quite they, literally showed up with SWAT teams to confiscate the, the, raw milk um, yeah. facilities. They stormed a, a, a health food store, right? Exactly. A health food store with machine guns and a SWAT team. Mm-hmm. It was like, freeze, drop the milk, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's total insanity. Mm-hmm. And and I remember from that story, there was one guy that said, one of the store employees reported that they have these uh, tails-on unit, like units. You know, for those who don't know, who aren't experienced in retail, a tails-on unit is the little price scanning gun where you enter prices and, you know, look, look products up. The ones they have in Walmart, for instance, look like phaser guns, like some off of Star Trek. Some of them actually look like real guns. And at this particular store, theirs did. And they were talking about, what if somebody from the back had walked out with one of those things in his hand? Yeah, I mean they could have blew away half the store. Yeah, somebody, somebody else, several people would have been killed over, over raw milk. Over raw milk, yeah, yeah, because that's not allowed. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have to. I, I think they have it in uh, Whole Foods now, don't they? What's that? Raw milk. No, raw milk is never sold in in Whole Foods. Oh, it's just non-homogenized. Exactly. Okay, yeah. so basically. Raw milk is treated as if it's a controlled substance. Well, in our state, in North Carolina, you can't sell raw milk for human consumption. That's yeah. actually so, against the law. Yes, yeah, so everybody in North Carolina who purchases raw milk, they purchase it for their, quote, pets. Yeah, that's yeah. What, what they have to do, yeah. That's what they have to do to get around the law. Uh-huh. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, the FDA actually banned um, Indian tobacco in... Um, products which help people to stop smoking back in 1993. Yeah, yeah, they don't want people to stop smoking. No. Well, um, back in these products, they um, they were banned because they were apparently ineffective. But the FDA didn't actually do any studies to find out if they were effective or not, and there were no real studies out at the time. So they just banned it outright. Just well, there were case. studies. There just weren't any official 
studies, Sarah. Exactly. If, if you follow what I'm saying. Studies that they approved of and that gave the results that they wanted. Yes. Um, and, and that's how it works. It's like they, they, they ban it from the market because it hasn't been proven effective. But they're not willing to either run a study or accept a study that does prove it's effective. They just say they're invalid. And so then there's no studies. Well, remember, Thomas, that if something doesn't have a toxic side effect, then it can't be effective. And maybe that's what they use to kind of look at Indian tobacco and say that it's not. Yeah, that reminds me. (laughs) Remember, Remember when we went by the Quack Watch site? And we were, like, looking around for the, the quacky criteria because we felt it would be a great personal honor if we were mentioned on the Quack Watcher site. Yeah. We could be, like, in the who's who of alternative medicine that way. Yeah. Well, we never made the list before he stopped updating the site, unfortunately, but we did uncover a lot of interesting information. Like, for instance, and this one just kind of floored me. Sometimes I just see something that I'm speechless for a minute over. One of the criteria for determining a quack, according to our our adversaries, is they promote medicine that is non-toxic and non-poisonous. Yep. Okay. The the rationalization is, is that for medicine to be effective, it has to be, quote, powerful. And if it's, quote, powerful, it must be toxic and damaging to the body. That's how you know it's actually doing something. Well, that was the story with um, chlorophyll. Back in the day, they used to believe that chlorophyll, the green pigment um, in, from plants, was not actually properly absorbed by the body. And they made that conclusion based on the fact that there was never any toxic side effects. effects. toxicness. So toxic. the entire mainstream medical establishment said, well, this isn't absorbed. This is only used by plants. It gets flushed right out. And then, you know, like 20 years later, they finally found chlorophyll substance in the plasma of people and thought, well, I guess it is absorbed after all. And, you know, by this point in time, they now know that it's the only thing that will effectively really remove benzene from the body. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the same thing with vitamins, too. I mean, it's like they, they laugh at vitamins, say they're not effective because they don't notice any toxic effects. Well, of course, it's a, you're providing nutrients. You're not supposed to have toxic effects. It's absolutely obscene. And then they stack these studies, and this is more that unique FDA-type science, they they stack the studies by using only the synthetic vitamins. Now, they won't touch the food-based vitamins, the ones that actually extract the actual real nutrients from the foods. No, no, what they'll test is the synthetic chemical vitamins, the ones that are the, uh, quote, equivalents that are made in the laboratory that really do do almost nothing and are uh, just... Well, the the toxicity of them, I don't know how well that, I'd say it differs a case to case, but the toxicity of them, you have to balance it with the benefit, and and usually it's not a very good balance. Yeah, you're right. And what it really goes back to kind of is that doctors have been trained and taught and they had it drilled into them that the only thing that can possibly be medicinally helpful is a drug. Uh, and so it's a chemical they can't look at a food and see it as being helpful well, they're, they're not allowed to yeah. I mean it's it's been that way since uh, the Rockefellers took over the medical schools back in the 30s during the depression they yep. they literally bought the medical schools out yeah I mean they, 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 they bought and paid for them and they said you know for their quote donations there was a restriction well, wasn't that back in like 1913 like the same year as the income tax you know, 
that, that may be when it started. Yeah. But they pretty much racked up in the Great Depression, I think. Yeah. Um, that's when the medical schools were really hurt. That's when the medical schools were going bankrupt. So the, the process, I think, began back in 1913. But I think the Great Depression was check and mate, basically, yeah. for them. And what they did was they said, if, if you want to take our money or our, quote, donations, and, of course, if it's got strings attached, it's not really a donation. Mm -hmm. But... This restriction was that medicine would become a two-pillar system. The two pillars would be surgery and pharmaceutical chemicals. And so, like, essentially entire libraries of, well, natural and more natural remedies were just trashed. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was the next best thing to a book burning, what went on. Oh, yeah. And we're still, people like us... Um, are helping to create a revival in medicine now, thanks to the power of the internet. We're we're researchers and we're part of a larger community who's trying to put the pieces back together again. Oh yeah, the um, well the Rockefellers really kind of de destroyed medicine. The amount of people that have been killed since the other part of this century, and when when the medical schools were kind of bought out, I guess you could say. I mean, it's it's truly mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. We, in fact, we should we should have a show on just that topic sometime soon. Yeah. So we're going to take a uh, a quick break here. Um, please stay tuned, folks. We'll be back in just a moment or so. We all know that the Berkey water purification systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over four years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey guy offers amazing specials for Berkey water systems. The revolutionary Berkey light systems include a set of self-sterilizing and re-cleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, and parasites to non-detectable levels, and removes harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey light system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $209 and the Berkey guy will include three sport Berkey water bottles and ship everything to you free of charge. That's right, three sport Berkey water bottles and free shipping an $87 value, yours free but only for a limited time. Just call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653 now to order. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online now at GoBerkey.com That's GoBerkey.com today. George Washington said, Government is not reason, it is not eloquence, it is force, like fire. It is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. America's government is no longer the servant of the people and the protector of our liberty, but has become that fearful master. We the people must understand the nature of this government gone awry if we are to be successful in saving our country. America is being deliberately destroyed by a cabal of international gangsters so that she can be forced into subjugation to a one-world government. The God-given, unalienable rights of the Declaration of Independence are in jeopardy. We must not let them be stolen by ambitious and evil men. Utopia Silver Supplements believes it is our God-given right to make our own health care decisions however we deem best. If we can help you with your supplement needs and better health, then help us win this health freedom battle. Visit us today at utopiasilver.com. That's U-T-O-P-I-A-Silver.com. Or call 888-213-4338. Again, 888-213-4338. Okay, welcome back to the HealthWise Report. Uh, I want to get back to talking for now about the fact that it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month this month. Oh, dear. 
Yeah, and so people may now be noticing pink showing up on all the major corporations' products. Uh, we've definitely noticed it. In fact, we came across it recently on some yoga <laughs> that we were buying. See, plain yoga contains probiotics and thus is extremely health- healthy and is useful in the Budwig diet. It's purchased by a lot of um, health-conscious people. Mm-hmm, indeed. Now, we saw that it was bright pink and... The particularly the, the bright pink product, products that were pushed most contained aspartame. Mm-hmm. Now, aspartame, of course, is carcinogenic, <coughs> known for its for causing brain tumors and so forth. Now, this is there's a pattern here that all the companies which um, push the the cure that send money to the to the Suzanne uh, well, Sus- aren't all the corporations behind the cure, Sarah? I mean, they're really looking for it. All the major know. corporations. Yes, they are. Uh-huh. Yeah. In fact, wasn't I think Doritos is now even behind this. Yes, yes. All those, all those caring companies, the ones that don't have products that cause cancer, they're they're behind the cure. Yeah. They, they're just, they're so caring. Yeah. Well, there was the KFC, and they had their their bright pink buckets. Yeah, KFC was our restaurant of the year award. Yeah, they, worst they won it restaurant last, of the year. The worst restaurant of the year award last year. Because of their, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, the well, there were so many different reasons, but they, they managed to put monosodium glutamate in their basic chicken recipe four separate times you know, in the ingredients. If you were KFC, would you put your ingredients online for the whole world to see? Well, they may have gotten rid of it now, I don't know, but I, I know that a year ago, I, and it was there, and they were shameless. They, I mean, yeah, it was like they had a list of 30 ingredients, every other one was MSG. They just kept adding it. It was like, okay, it's in the batter. Then they inject it into the chicken. Then they soak the chicken in it. Then they apply the batter and cook it. Then they spray more on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like per weight and volume, you ended up with more MSG in each piece of chicken than you did chicken. Yeah. It, it, so, but, but of course, they're interested in the cure, too, just like the deodorant companies are. Yeah, these deodorant companies, which contain aluminum, or uh-huh. the, their deodorant products, yeah. And aluminum is known, of course, to cause both cancer, Alzheimer's. Especially when it happens to sink through the skin of your underarm into your breast tissue and lymph nodes. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's like a, it's almost like these deodorants are a cancer delivery device. Well, you know what really gets me, though? That a lot of these um, deodorant companies that pertain to be natural and have this... Um, yeah, we know about those all natural ones, don't we? Yeah, that have the, you know, the, the pink ribbon. That's, that's the sign to watch out for. Mm-hmm. And those those companies often say no aluminum chlorohydrate on the front. <laughs> now it does contain aluminum. It just doesn't contain that specific type of aluminum, mm-hmm. a particular aluminum compound. That's that's deception. That's so wrong because you're specifically targeting the people who are trying to be healthy. You saying chlorohydrate specifically is something to be watchful of? No, I'm saying that these companies only mention chlorohydrate on their labels, even though. Their product contains other sources of aluminum. They, they just mentioned that, they, that their product what do you doesn't do, contain... What do you do, look through the inactive ingredients? Well, the, it's, it's not a drug, so they don't have active and inactive, but you just read the ingredients and look out for alum. Yeah, anything that starts with alum yep. on um, it is, is aluminum compound. When you're buying a deodorant, it's also advisable to avoid mineral salts because that's also an area in which they can hide aluminum products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they probably pretend like it's, quote, naturally occurring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so so like, let's just say I'm out just for the sake of our listeners. Okay, let's just say I'm a health conscious person, and I'm wanting to find some deodorant that's not going to give me cancer. What do I do, Sarah? 
Um, you go out, prefer the t- well, you're going to have to go to a health food store. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to get it from a regular store. Mm-hmm. And you go out, you avoid the pink labels anywhere that you see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember the pink Tic Tacs? Yeah. If you can see one that says natural, you do have a better bet of getting something that's good, but always read the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Never read the front page. And just, I mean, honestly, all I can tell you is to kind of use some common sense. If you see stuff like uh, sodium lower sulfate, mm-hmm. You don't, you're not going to want that in your skin. You're not going to want that sinking through into your lymph nodes or into your yeah. breast tissue. Sodium lower sulfate is like a whole new other topic, though. Yes, and it is. And it's in everything. They even put that stuff in toothpaste, Sarah. Yep. I'd say 90% of the people out there are using a toothpaste with sodium lower sulfate and a shampoo with it. And what they don't get is, in both cases, it sinks through the skin straight to the blood. Yep. I mean, in fact, it's it's like a... It's almost like a, one of these Chilean solvent-type agents. I mean, because sodium sulfate is a solvent ingredient, it's used in industry in concentrated form as a degreaser. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's, it's used like orange cleaner, except it's not natural. Exactly. And so it's actually designed to break down the oils and sink in. Yeah. And now, in the case of toothpaste, you're putting stuff straight into your mouth. There's, like, no quicker way to the bloodstream than to put something in your mouth and hold it. Well, just quickly, whilst we're on the topic of toothpaste, I do want to kind of warn some people, because there's a lot in our natural health movement that are going to go through toothpaste, and they're going to see that some of them contain citrus. Now, um, that may sound like a good thing, but in reality, it's not. Vitamin C um, corrodes away at the teeth. Um, well, actually, specifically at the enamel, it weakens the enamel. And so if you buy a toothpaste that contains this, it, your teeth are going to get kind of torn up. They're going to be more prone to getting cavities. And it's the same way with chewable vitamin C tablets. You don't want vitamin C to be sitting on your teeth. You do want it in your body by all means. Mm-hmm. you know. But it, it actually reacts with the enamel, doesn't it? Exactly. And breaks it down. It's one of the worst things for it. It really is. Yeah. I mean, and some people, we don't want anybody to take this in the wrong way because we do very strongly recommend vitamin C, both in the food and in supplement form. It's, it's one of the most important things you can get in your body. Um, if you get enough vitamin C every day, it virtually assures that you'll never get a heart attack. We need to do a show on that, you know, the, the research and work of Linus Pauling sometime. Yep. And uh, what was his partner, Dr.? Dr. Matthias Rath. Yes, yes. Yep. We're still trying to get him on, aren't we? We are. We're going to try and get him on the show okay. but, sometime. Yeah, but vitamin C alone, if taken in sufficient quantity, can make a body extremely resistant to both heart attacks mm-hmm. and cancers. Uh, so we're not, we're not trying to apply to avoid vitamin C. It's just not meant to be something that's held in the mouth and coating the teeth. Yeah, and that also applies to those who are kind of brushing their teeth with a a lemon and salt combination, as you'll see on some yeah, sites. Yeah, because there you go. Because you're, you're kind of mixing an abrasion with vitamin C that it's it's really mm-hmm. not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, what about the actual acetic quality of the lemon itself? Does that do something? All acids eat away at the teeth to some degree. If left long enough. Yeah. I mean, you can see research into Coke. Not only the other <laughs> reasons, con- con- you know, about the sugar and so forth, but the actual acid itself and the high pH of Coke. Well, well there's a certain irony with the Coke one, okay? Because Coke contains phosphoric acid, and one of the main causes of tooth decay is a phosphorus deficiency. Yes. Now, now, I would love for you to explain that one if you can, Sarah. Well, <laughs> Coke also contains high fructose corn syrup. Yes, yes. And fructose um, depletes the phosphorus in the body. 
Uh huh. Oh, so it, it ends up it, leaching as much phosphorus out as what it puts in. Perhaps more so. Yeah. Yes. And anyway, while we're on the topic of dental health, though, uh, you need phosphorus. I, I can't really remember what foods. You get phosphorus you're basically getting from. phosphorus from meats and dairy products and seconds. That's right, that. that's right. You'll also find it in certain seeds, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds. That's but right. your main your main source is in meats. For the for the dental health, you really do need meats. A vegetarian diet won't be able to keep your, your teeth healthy. Um, also in the area of toothpaste too, you're gonna well, want to get one with calcium well, carbon. Actually, for the vegans and vegetarians, um, I don't know, that, that may balance out for them, maybe even towards the better, because their diet is so strict, so regimented, that they're not taking any carbohydrates in, which which that alone may help protect their teeth. Well, they're not, but there have been populations kind of um, around the world that were um, investigated by Dr. Price in the early part of the century, mm-hmm. um, and as such, the Western A. Price Foundation was later founded upon, and he was studying different areas of dental health, and those who ate um, what would now be considered organic meats mm-hmm. had the best dental health, didn't have cavities. Now, now, in our society now, you would think that given the medical establishment and how quote, advanced our medicine is, that we wouldn't be getting cavities and so forth. Most people do brush their teeth every day, and still, everyone's getting cavities. The older you get, the more you get. Well, at which... Leads me to yet another topic we need to talk about sometime. We just don't have time for on this show is there is a direct correlation between the immune system and dental health. Oh, yeah. And that if you are on a diet that weakens your immune system or you do other things to weaken your immune system, um, uh, vaccines, <laughs> you know, yep. and so forth. Well, um, you're, you're less likely to have good dental health. There, there is a very, very strong correlation. There's kind of a, a there's a, somewhat of a bacterial balance within the mouth. Well, well, the fact, the, well they, they admit this that the, the dental establishment admits that tooth decay is caused by bacterial yeast. Yeah. What is yeast? It's candida. Exactly. It's it's the same stuff that in an unhealthy person grows unchecked throughout the entire gastrointestinal tract. Yep. So, I mean, there you have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's whether it's in the mouth or whether it's much lower, it, it's, it's really going to mess you up. Yep. And um, diet does play a, a large role in, in how much yeast your body has. But um, anyway, let, yep. that's enough for that topic. Yep. Just one more reminder, though, since it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we do advise you to avoid any product that has the pink ribbon on it. You can be assured that that company is gaining profit through other people's illnesses, directly or indirectly. You see, you think of these companies as altruistic, you know, that they're innocent, benign food companies. Well, by by looking at the, the ingredients alone should tell you that they're not really that innocent. But moreover... And we have traced this down the rabbit hole again and again. The food companies, all the big ones, are closely tied in with the greater chemical industry. It's all like under one big umbrella. Whether you're a food manufacturer or a pharmaceutical manufacturer, these companies are all linked. And I'm going to tell you the way it works. The sicker you get, the more profit they make. That really is how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
you know, you go look around in the grocery store, um, look at all the toxins and so forth. Well, that's because the same companies that are providing these poisons for you are the same ones that are providing treatments for you for the resultant problems. Yep. And you can bet, in most cases, the problems are going to be permanent. They're going to be, well, they, they like to call them chronic diseases now, and more and more are becoming chronic. Um, look at diabetes. We've, I mean, we've got like new forms of it appearing now, and forms that didn't exist. Yeah, well, uh, adult, um, you know, child onset diabetes is no longer just occurs in children anymore, and the reverse is also true. You know, I mean, there are no standards anymore. People just get sick, and nobody really seems to know why anymore because the food can't possibly be, you know, a, a contributing factor. The medical yeah. establishment refused to acknowledge that food has either a detrimental or a positive effect because, you know, everything's yeah. genetic now, remember? It, yeah, it sort of takes the blame. Yeah. And, you know, that that actually, it's part of a very slick con game because if they get all of us to buy into the whole genetic thing, then, you know, the problem for our ills is our genes. And therefore, the solution to our problems becomes Genetic. in the genes, which only fuels the same, you know, biotech industry. Yep. That's behind so much of this. Well, I'm sure that we will actually start having some real genetic diseases coming pretty soon when uh, as many genetically engineered foods are in our food supply now. Yeah. Um, the genes really are being altered. Yeah, weren't we going to mention something about that salmon, Sarah? Yeah. Um, well, the FDA is currently using a, a new approval process for the new GMO salmon that may be about to be approved. It's a unique food approval process, isn't it, Sarah? It sure is. Now, what the FDA decided to do to, to get this passed was to try it as a veterinary drug. This is a fish that's being put out for human consumption. Salmon for the dinner table is being researched and approved by the vets. Exactly. By the vets, okay. Um, why would they do that, Sarah? Well, they're doing that for the, for the most obvious reason, and that's that they don't want to. They don't want the. the they don't want the public to be able to get the documents on this. Now, if it's going to be a new food that's coming out, then those papers will be public. Yeah. If it's going to be a new drug that's coming out, then, then that's going to be a, public. It's a trade secret. But well, not for regular drugs, for veterinary drugs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the new salmon that's going to be on your plate will, well, be essentially a veterinary drug, right, Sarah? Exactly. Well, that's how the approval process is treating it. Yes. And so a bunch of vets are going to get together and decide whether that fish is safe for you to eat or not. Well, they're not really going to decide if it's safe for you to eat, Thomas, because there have been no safety tests on genetically engineered salmon. Now, wait a minute. They did do a taste test, Sarah. They yeah. did do a taste test. We're not kidding, folks. They actually, uh, AquaBounty, the company that released this GMO fish, said that they did taste tests. That was a testing. Yeah, they couldn't do safety tests because of the amount of fish you'd have to eat to do it to do a test. That wasn't possible for them. Well, so instead, they decided to taste the food and see what it tasted like, well, and they're going to try and push it onto our dinner plates using that. The Frankenfish. Yes. But what, wait a minute. In in the case of herbs, Sarah, and and, and alternative medicines, right. you know they can't. You're not allowed to to use or promote these things openly. Because they haven't been safety tested. They haven't been proven effective. So, 
it, it sounds like there might just be a double standard here. Are you sure about that, Tom? For the, for the, for the sake of their chemical industry and their biotech industry. Yeah, you could definitely say that. Well, I know the FDA never seems to go against anything that um, is bad in any way. Well, of course, whenever you're tracing down the real cause of something, and you want to know what's really going on, you have to follow the money trail. Mm -hmm. And most people think that the FDA is funded by tax money. <laughs> and so they want us to think that. I mean, don't get me wrong, there is tax money going to the FDA. There's no doubt. Mm -hmm. But... That's not where most of it comes from. Yeah, it comes straight from the companies um, that are trying approval. to push their pharmaceutical drugs through. Yes, yes. The, their, their money comes from the approval process. Exactly. From the companies that, you know, they have to decide whether something gets approved. So basically, they decide if something goes on the market, not based on studies, but based on a vote. They, they vote on it. And, when, and whenever they vote, they're essentially voting for how much money they're going to make that year. Yep. So, um, and of course, there's no multi-billion dollar herbal companies, you know, putting in, you know, special FDA applications. Hardly. Because you can't get a, a monopoly patent on cayenne pepper, for instance. No, there's no real benefit mm. to that. There's no profit in, mm. in you know going through an approval process for something that you can't patent and that the yeah. next guy down the corner can do for you, yeah. you know, much. Now, some of our listeners, when we talk about medicine, and when we mention cayenne pepper, they, they may snicker and laugh. They may think, that's ridiculous, okay? Yep. It's not. Let me, let me give you an example. And, and this, is, this is the whole thing of knowledge is power, okay? Knowledge is great power, okay? If you're bleeding to death, cayenne pepper will stop the bleeding faster than any medicine you can be given. I'm serious. Yep. If you're if you like slice your arm open, and you, and blood is gushing out, you can put cayenne on it, and you, and you think it's going to hurt, but it's, it really doesn't when you use it in this manner. Mm -hmm. Okay. If your flesh is torn open and your blood is gushing, put cayenne on it. The bleeding will stop within seconds. Well, we, we can't guarantee in every case, but. It is definitely well known for that. It's actually written in an old holistic book since before the Rockefellers got involved that applying cayenne externally, you know, topically, actually on the wound will stop the bleeding. Uh, yeah. and, and that's not all, folks. That's no. not all. Did, did you know, and, and I doubt anybody listening knows this, cayenne pepper will stop a heart attack faster than nitroglycerin. Yep. Of course, no, no drug company can patent cayenne pepper. So you'll never get it from a drugstore. It'll never be doctor recommended. Never. And that's still not all. Uh -huh. Cayenne pepper will regulate your blood pressure. And, and I don't mean, when I say regulate, I don't mean lower it. It will only lower your blood pressure if it's high. But if your blood pressure is low, cayenne will raise it. It does the same thing with blood sugar, it, you know, the same way as cinnamon does. It mm -hmm. provides a natural balance. It, you know, it corrects it if it's too low or too high and puts it back the way that it should be. Yeah. That's the way that herbal natural medicines work. And there are no side effects. So, so technically this is quack medicine, Sarah, because as the quack site stated, you know, if there are no toxic effects, um, you know it can't be powerful, right? So it must be. That's true. Indeed, quackery, right? Yep. Okay. So, if you're ever in real trouble, I mean real trouble at home, that little jar of cayenne 
in your kitchen might someday save your life if you remember what we're telling you here. Yep, on the it's, spice rack. It's also good for scabies too, and and what is it, chicken pox? Yeah, well, anything to do with the herpes virus, which can include obviously herpes itself, uh, chicken pox, mm-hmm. um, and um, Bell's palsy. All of all of which are helped. Yeah. If you mix it with salt water, it can knock out a sore throat in about an hour in most cases. Yeah, if you can actually gargle with uh, cayenne mixed with uh, yeah salt water, it yeah. will it will help better than anything yeah. else. Yes, and yet they they laugh at people like us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we challenge anyone out there to find a pharmaceutical that does what we just described there. Yeah, any any pharmaceutical, and we're talking about just one herb here, and and all the difference in the world is just knowing what it does and how to use it properly. But unfortunately, when you go to a, a, to a you know a health food store, they're not allowed to tell you on the front of a, a some yeah. cayenne that this can stop a heart attack. Yeah. And in fact, when you go to the like, we go to Whole Foods a lot because it's the only thing close enough to us to go to. Um, you can actually in their herbal medicine section, or, or let me rephrase that, in their herbal quote supplements section. We're not allowed to call them medicines. They're not allowed to call them medicines. In their supplement section, with all their other, quote, supplements, you'll find bottles of cayenne. And I'm not talking about the shake the powder bottles for your food. They're actually in swallowable capsules, you know, like medicine capsules. So, I mean, people are using it as a medicine, and we're, we're not making this up. This has long been known. But, of course, if you look at the bottle, you won't see anything about what we talked about. Nope. No, it may be a digestive aid, a, a a herbal supplement, all these things that they have to put playing the word games just so that, you know, they don't get raided and taken off, confiscated. Exactly. Um, since we did mention heart attacks, it would kind of be irresponsible for us not to mention taurine too, don't you think, Thomas? Um, you want me to take this one? Um, I don't really mind. Okay. Um, well, for those that don't know, taurine is... An essential amino acid. Um, another one that happens to come from meat products. Taurine, like all the other amino acids you find in your food, are harmless and yet helpful. Okay, there, there's a reason they're in the foods because our bodies need them. Well, taurine it happens to be one of the nutrients that is very underrated and very very important. It's so important that it regulates the pulse rate. If your body drops too low in taurine, you're in real trouble. And cayenne may not be able to save you Yeah. if you're really low. Well, taurine is especially important during uh, um, an MSG-induced heart attack. Yeah, well, the worst combination. This is like the Kobayashi Maru here of, of heart problems. If you run into low magnesium combined with MSG combined with low taurine, mm-hmm. you're in real trouble. Yeah. You're either if you don't get one of these things in your body, you know, either either magnesium or taurine. Cayenne. Cayenne would help mix yeah. with them, but you, you really need the, the taurine. Yeah. The problem is, is in most cases, it was the MSG that caused the problem in the first place because MSG flushes the body of both magnesium and taurine, which work together to regulate heart rate. Mm-hmm. So, if you had too much MSG. Uh, um, the best thing you can do is get some taurine in you quickly. 
Well, when you hear about, you know, these young athletes that just die suddenly, I mean, a lot of the time what's happened is they've gone out and they've eaten at KFC or a similar restaurant, and they've gone out and hit the field, and their heart quite simply... They just fall over. Yeah. And they never attribute it to the fact that they just had KFC, you know, 30 minutes prior. Uh, people don't think the chicken killed them. But, in fact, in a lot of these cases, it did. Because they take this MSG, this massive, massive amount of MSG in them, and it reduces their magnesium and the taurine in their body, and then they go out and do a strenuous physical activity. The combination is too often fatal. And in these cases where you hear these young athletes dying, these high school kids, and it's such a tragedy. Uh, in almost every one of them, you'll find out that they've they've had MSG. If you if you have an MSG reaction, you know migraine or chest pains or many of the other problems that come with eating MSG that people notice, like after eating Chinese. Yep. If you end up going to the hospital for it, tell them that you're having an MSG reaction. If you don't, they're they're likely to kill you. Yeah, they will actually give you taurine, by the way, at a hospital if they know. That what you're having is an MSG-induced reaction. This mm-hmm. isn't this isn't quote crack, quackery. This is actually even done by the by the, the establishment even knows taurine. Um, so this is just a recommendation to everyone out there. In addition to cayenne, you might want to go out and get some taurine and have it either in your medicine cabinet, your kitchen, somewhere close by. Because I'm telling you, folks, if you're ever at home having a chest pains or something. Get the taurine, put it in your mouth. Treat it like you would nitroglycerin. Just open the capsule up, keep it under your tongue. Don't even you don't even bother trying to swallow it. Maybe do the same with a, a little pinch of cayenne, and there's a very good chance it'll save your life. Now, if if you do think you're having a heart attack, this is a bona fide true emergency. You want all the help you can get. So this is one of those rare cases where we would tell you to call an ambulance, too, because time is critical. And, um, frankly, when it comes to true emergency care, where minutes make the difference between life and death, the establishment does the emergency stuff better. Yeah. If it's a true emergency, run to them. Yeah, alternative medicine is good at prevention and, and, cure. and curing uh, chronic diseases specifically, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But um, when when somebody's right there dying, I think it's it's a good idea to call an ambulance. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- hopefully, if they follow our advice, it'll be over with by the time the ambulance gets there. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by over with, I, I mean there'll be no more no more pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but th- there's a big difference between medicine and trauma care. You know, yeah. there's 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 a real big difference there. They don't do medicine well at all. No, it's hor- horrific. And I don't remember where I put these numbers at. I I remember when we ran the magazine, we looked up all kinds of statistics. You know, for our cancer research. And one thing we just just stumbled across that, that floored us. It told us that we were doing the right thing. Was that the medical establishment? With properly prescribed, and I'm not talking about mistakes here, no mistakes, with properly prescribed medicines, kill more people every year than every war America has ever been in combined. I want you people to think about that for a second. That's how many people they kill 
every year. That's, that's, that's not counting the mistakes, the misprescriptions, the improper surgeries. Yep. Those are properly prescribed medications having anticipated effects, potentially anticipated side effects. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's really mind-boggling, isn't it? It is mind-boggling. Yep. I'm sorry. Sure. I guess we should try to move on. Yeah. I do want to warn people about a certain company in our movement, which is um, unethical at best. And the company is um, Horizon. Yeah, if you if you happen to shop at Walmart, you'll see them in the milk section. Yeah, pretty much any grocery store now, they're a very major brand. In but fact, are they, they in health food stores too? Yes, they are. Yeah, Horizon people we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And you'll see if they're mainly known for their milk products. Now, you'll see on their labels that they're, quote, organic. Now, um, they seem to get, they're able to get around a lot of the different organic laws through um, loopholes. For instance, organic regulations or legislation requires that cows are out for a certain amount of time per year, a certain amount of days. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily apply to a dairy cow. Because dairy cows are special. So, Aren't they, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah, they're very special. So at Horizon Farms, they're not usually let out unless there's tolls. So that they can, so they let the cows out when tolls come by. So and it looks like they're so, doing the right thing. So when the when the regulatory dude drops by, or the the corporate suit from Walmart decides to pay a visit, suddenly the cows are out in the green pastures, being taken care of, eating fresh grass, right? Yeah. Okay. And then as soon as the cars leave, they're they're back up in the the little. I don't even know if you can't really call it a farm. They're back in the factory. Again, uh, yeah. the, the concrete factory. Yep. Again. Shared. Yeah, and one of the, they actually had a whistleblower talk about that, didn't they? Yeah, an ex employee, yeah. That, uh, yeah, we wrote about, uh, do you remember who that was? I don't remember his name at this point, no. We do have it written about on the website, though, if you just want to drop by the website at healthwise.org, and there's a search bar right there. Yeah, but there, there's more to Horizon than just, you know, the, the care of the cows. The, the humane treatment of the cows. Okay. Um, we've, we recently um, went to buy some milk from... Uh, we actually went to Walmart, but their milk says that it's organic. And that kind of comes with a certain... Um, well... Insinuation? A certain insinuation, yeah. Then. That it's safe and that it's non-toxic. Well, I looked all over this carton to see if it was homogenized, because homogenization... Um, is one of the leading causes of heart disease. And it's like the country. thing we were talking about labels before. Uh, you expect, you know, mm-hmm. that they're putting something toxic in to label it. And that's generally the way it is with milk. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much all the milk cartons say homogenized on them. Yeah. Horizons doesn't, does it? Well, no, and because all the other different companies said homogenized, I assumed that they were legally required to well, say that it was yeah, homogenized. They're, well, they're marketing to our community by calling it organic. Yep. And so, of course, being homogenized is a something of a marketing liability to them. Yeah, and I got home with this milk, and it was nothing more than intuition that led me to call the headquarters of Horizon. Well, you've tried both. I mean, you, you can look at milk and, mm-hmm. and taste it and know now, yes. you know, whether it is or not. I, I think probably the, the taste factor was probably involved, too. Well, that was too. before I actually opened it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah, sure. But I called through to Horizon headquarters and asked them if their milk was uh, non-homogenized or not. And they told me that they do not sell any unhomogenized milks. 
And they were okay. They just don't label it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just don't let people see, know about it. You see, that. all the other milks have homogenized stamped in big, bold letters right on the front so everybody knows. And this one company decided to market to our community and remove that label. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, they didn't they didn't come out and lie, but, but it is a sort of type of deception there. Oh, yeah. Because they knew, they knew if they took that off, it would be implied. Well, I mean, when you really look at it and you compare now the Horizon Organics with the pet milk and the Walmart milk, I'd just as soon go to buy pet milk or the Walmart since they're also saying that they're not going to use antibiotics, they're not going to use hormones, and they're just as homogenized and just as pasteurized, so yeah. there's absolutely no benefit. Well, so, some of our, a lot of our people probably are wondering, well, what's the deal with homogenized milk? So what? Mm-hmm. Um, we, actually, you did the research on this one. You're better qualified yeah. there to take it. Well, sure. Well, homogenization is a process in which they, um, well, change it in order to mix the fats with the actual milk, to make the, pe- the fats into such small particles that we can't see them, to stop separation. Yeah, so you don't have cream on the top. Exactly, uh, which may be convenient for some people. But... These particles, these fatty particles, are so small that they can actually leach into the bloodstream, something that wasn't actually possible before homogenization. The, the, these are, these are f- unnatural fat particles mm-hmm. that are mechanically broken down to such a small level. We're talking like breaking it down to a near atomic size here. Yeah. Just, it's so ridiculously small that it, it travels through the blood vessels with with no restriction. It just And directly the attacks them, I might add. And mm-hmm. in addition to that, there's an enzyme in milk in in milk, in cow's milk, that is designed so that calves can properly use and digest it. But it's it's generally benign to us. In it's, non-homogenized milk, yeah, because of it simply gets flushed, flushed, it gets flushed out. out of the body, doesn't it? But with homogenized milk, it binds with these um, these tiny Lobules. these tiny fat particles uh-huh. that go straight to attack your arteries. Mm-hmm. And and some people may find this hard to swallow out there, um, but the research is there. I mean, don't you don't have to take our word for it. Please feel free to go out there and look this stuff up for yourself. Homogenized milk is one of the vain reasons. I mean, we're talking in the top two or three reasons for heart disease. Yeah. It's, it's the milk. Yeah, if you call, I mean, I'd it, say the top three yeah, reasons. And people are drinking it to be healthy. Mm-hmm. That's what's sad. Now, don't get me wrong. Milk can be healthy. It can be very healthy, but not homogenized milk. Mm-hmm. They have destroyed its, you know, they, they destroyed it. I'd say the top three reasons for heart disease in this country today would undoubtedly corn. be um, homogenized milk, chlorination, and high fructose corn syrup. Uh-huh. Cl- chlorine. Yes. A very wicked thing. Absolutely. Uh, they really discovered chlorine's damage um, to the heart during the Korean War. It was in the canteens, wasn't it, to keep the water pure? Well, what they did, they had these little ca- these little uh, tablets, chlorine mm-hmm. tablets that they put in a canteen to varying amounts. Mm-hmm. And the guys who, had the, who put the most... Um, tablets into their canteens uh-huh. had arteries when they actually cut them open to do autopsies that were reminiscent of like 70 year old men and these and were, were guys in their 20s these were, were healthy these were young professional soldiers we're not talking about couch, couch potatoes sitting around eating Doritos here yeah. these were professional soldiers in wartime now you know these guys were in good shape oh yeah 
or they or they, they should have been in good shape. Um, had they not been having the chlorine tablets in their water? Yeah, researchers when they, when they looked at these guys' arteries were like in complete shock, trying to you know figure out what mm-hmm. earth could possibly have caused this sort of yeah. tremendous damage. We, you know, Sarah, one thing um, probably most of our listeners are health conscious people, and um, I imagine a lot of them drink filtered water or get bottled water and so forth and you know that that's a good thing our personal preference is spring water but um there's several choices there that are good and we applaud anybody that's you know not not poisoning their family through the tap yeah what a lot of people don't realize is how permeable the skin is that things will sink through the skin and if you're just filtering your water but not your shower you're not really getting that much protection. And let me tell you, it's a double whammy for showers. Because most people take hot showers, meaning the water comes out in a fine, the fine vapor mist, and that goes straight into the lungs, that mist. Yep. So it's, it's, it's like the perfect opportunity for chlorine gas to be absorbed straight into the lungs. Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to have asthma. And mm-hmm. when we finally got a uh, water filter that completely removed chlorination, a shower filter, sorry, that removed chlorination, that's when my asthma just disappeared. That's what was causing it. I mean, mm-hmm. and it was incredible the change that it made. The amount of water that you consume when you're having a shower, it's like how many people get out of the shower and think, I need a drink? Yeah. You don't. Just like with a swimming pool, you don't get out and think, you know, you don't get thirsty even though you're in the pool for hours on end. Yeah, you're absorbing this chlorine. Yeah, so you can do physical activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can wear yourself out running. And when you're done, you, you just can't seem to get enough water. Go to a swimming pool and do the same thing. Wear yourself out completely. You're not even slightly thirsty when you're done. Yeah. That's because your body is taking in that water. And and one of the reasons why you get drained so quickly in a modern swimming pool is because it's so chlorinated. Yeah. And this is like a challenge for our listeners. Go spend go spend a couple hours at a swimming pool one day. You know, take notes of just how fatigued you are. Then wait a week later. Spend a couple hours in a lake or other natural body of water mm-hmm. and, and pay attention. When you get done at the lake, you're, you're, you've still got plenty of energy usually. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, the difference is tremendous. Yeah. Now, the, the skin isn't exactly a uh, chemical barrier. Mm-hmm. And we've told people repeatedly that um, while we're on the topic of skin intake, um, to, well, for one thing, another, this is another heart attack one. Um, you can apply a dermal pack if you, if you find someone who's having a heart attack. Um, of course, you know, if you think it's a real heart attack, they're on the floor, call an ambulance, you know. <laughs> don't just, don't just try to self-treat them. But one thing you can do if you can't get anything into them orally is you could take some cayenne, put it on them, then put a hot rag on top of that that's moist. Mm-hmm. And then put something even hotter on top of that, like a hot water bottle, if possible. And it will sink in. It will sink skin. in. Yeah. Um, and we we actually recommend iodine supplementation on the skin because it's so hard to find iodine that's safe to drink, completely safe. It, and in fact, really, iodine extracted really isn't when it's when it's taken out of a food. The only safe thing to take orally is iodide. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what's in the foods. Yeah. That's what's added to the like foods. Like, for instance, bread and iodized salt leaves potassium iodide. They don't actually use iodine. Because mm-hmm. um, it's safer. 
Yeah. Much safer. Well, of course, you know, the safest thing is to get iodine through your foods, but we actually don't get that in our modern diets. Our soils yeah. are depleted and so forth. It, it should be. Now, normally we'd finish up now. It's around 10 o'clock, but mm-hmm. there's a few more topics we can hit. We've got some listeners still. Um, one thing that we could throw at people that I think they would find really interesting is what to do about hangovers. All right. You know, we, we hope most of our people aren't drunks most of the time, but, you know. Sure. But everybody everybody hits the bottle one, you know, sometimes. Sure. Well, to start off with, um, I don't ever recommend going out and getting drunk intentionally. No, um, that would be kind of irresponsible, don't you think? Yeah, but if you are going out to drink, especially if you're going to drink some kind of commercially bought nitrate-full alcohols, uh-huh. what you should do beforehand is take like a teaspoonful of activated charcoal. Uh huh. Now this isn't charcoal baguettes. Let me just make that clear. No, don't don't use the stuff that you use in your little stove outside to cook your barbecue. Okay, that that stuff will mess you up. It's, it's full of chemicals and petroleum. Yeah, you can get activated charcoal from like the aquarium section of a grocery store, or you can even get it, I think, in capsule form. Um, at a health food store. In a health food store. Yeah, and that's what it's for. It's for filtrations. Filtration charcoal. Exactly. Okay, so you take a, a teaspoon of that before you go out to drink. Now, well, in, in some cases, I'll have to grind it up. It depends. Yep. Especially if the aquarium stuff, they'll need a, like a mortar and pedestal to grind it up into a fine powder. Mm-hmm. Um, charcoal itself, activated charcoal, doesn't have any effect on alcohols. But what it does have an effect on is other toxins. So anything else that's present, any other, you know, nitrates and so forth that's present in in these alcohols won't actually be absorbed by your body. Remember, it's a filtration. It will actually remove those toxins. Yeah, it's like alcohol, I mean, not alcohol, charcoal or activated charcoal, like what we're talking about here, is actually used by poison control centers. Activated charcoal, also known as activated carbon, is the most effective anti-venom, anti-poison, anti-toxin in the world. And it's all natural. It's cheap and all natural. And that's another important thing you might want to keep in your medicine cabinet. Let's keep some of this. Even if it's just food poisoning, if you can get a spoonful of that stuff into your stomach and you can hold it down for a few minutes, you'll be fine. Yep. You'll be fine. We've, we've, had, we've had several cases of food poisoning ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, or allergic reactions ourselves, and which just really saved us. We, we would have had to go into the hospital otherwise. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and you know, food poisoning and, and so forth and general allergic reactions, that that's bad enough. I mean, you know, but there's also the possibility there that you'll get poisoned with a serious, you know, a, poison. a, a very a fatal poison. Mm-hmm. And um, in that case, it's, it's not only a convenience, but a lifesaver. And it you should really, definitely be in everyone's medical You, you medical really, government. people, activated carbon, activated charcoal. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you know, go by our website and look it up. We have a search function at the top. You can read all the details you want to know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we haven't even mentioned our website, have we? Uh, I think I mentioned it once, but it's healthwise.org. Now, wise is spelled W-Y-Z-E to put f- emphasis on the wisdom. That's healthwyze.org. Mm-hmm. And, and continue on the uh, hangover oh. um, information. Okay, go ahead, Sarah, sure. Um, I just want to mention now that afterwards, you got you woke up in the morning and you've got a hangover. There's something that a lot of people don't know about, about a hangover, and that's 
that what it really is is an extreme desire for sugar. Al- it's a sugar crash. Alcohol is made through massive amounts of sugar and fermentation, and when when the when the body kind of crashes off of that, the easiest way to kind of get you back up and get you moving again and to move on from that sugar crash is to get just a little bit of sugar. You mean it's not a raw egg, Sarah? <laughs> Hardly. Okay. Actually, a lot of alcoholics <laughs> will be able to tell you this, that the easiest way to get over <laughs> a hangover cure is to actually have a small amount of sugar. And all I'm talking about, actually, is about a teaspoon or two. It um, doesn't take much, huh? No, it's just enough to alleviate the crash and get you going again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing that is really useful is um, B12. That's um, now there's, there's, there's two types of B12, at least two types. The two types are usually sold in supplement <laughs> form. Um there's one that begins with cyan and one that begins with methyl, a cy- cyan cobalamin and methyl cobalamin. Now, there's only one that's actually good for you, and that's the methyl. Cyan can't actually be absorbed properly by the body. It's the synthetic version. And You, you know, th- that's really ironic, the methyl version. I mean, it makes it sound like it's a petroleum derivative, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that'll help people remember, though, you know, me mentioning that. Maybe, maybe you can sit, think cyan, cyanide, poison, I don't know. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, the methyl version is usually really advertised in bold print on the front of a B12, you know, supplement. That's the one that you want to get. And beca- the problem with, with this B12, though, is that it's not properly absorbed unless you absorb it straight into the bloodstream as the best way to really get it. So you need to hold it in your mouth as opposed to swallowing it, like we were talking about before. They're usually coming like lozenges with a, a yeah. natural lemon flavoring, a really natural, that is, natural squeezed lemon, not, you know, mm-hmm. one of these so-called natural flavors that, you know, under the guise of MSG and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, so if I'm if I'm laying around with a hangover, the uh, the raw egg is not what you'd recommend, huh, Sarah? I wouldn't go for it. Okay. <laughs> Especially not for the salmonella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Sarah, we're uh, past ten. Is there anything you'd like to cover before we head out? Um, I think sure. we really covered the main topics that I was hoping to get kind of uh, pushed forward to our audience tonight. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty good show, mm-hmm. and. Um, we hope uh, everyone enjoyed it, and we'll listen in again next week. Yeah, we'll be here at exactly the same time. And next week we should have um, Billy Best on yeah, the show. Yeah, that's definitely one that's worth listening into. Billy Best, for those who don't know, was someone who had um, 15 minutes of fame quite a while ago. When Do you remember the year, Sarah? Um, it was in the early 90s. Okay, you may have heard about him in the 90s, and it was a good chance you forgot about him, because he didn't stay in the news for long. And for obvious reasons, uh, he was a kid who was diagnosed with cancer. And um, after a short period of being on chemotherapy, uh, do you remember his age? Um, he was 16 okay, at the time. Okay, 16. After a sh- very short period of being on chemotherapy, he came to the conclusion that the chemotherapy treatments were killing him. Go, go figure. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. He, he, so... Um, you know, as with the case of most 16-year-olds, he couldn't convince his parents otherwise. They fought about it, and Billy decided that um, he wasn't going to die, that he was going to take matters into his own hands. So he ran for it. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Billy took a road trip, went, in, went on the run on the lam, mm-hmm. and stayed in hiding for a while. When he finally got in touch with his parents again, he explained it to them that he wasn't going to come home again to get killed with chemotherapy. And they made a deal with him. 
they said, if you'll come home, we'll let, it, let you do it your way, whatever treatments you can find and try. Okay, and, and I don't know, that, that's all I know about it, probably with the stipulation of if it doesn't work, then we're going back. Yeah, but, oh, were you, was it jumping in? Go ahead. Oh, sorry, sir. Well, what's interesting is that not only was he successful, he completely cured himself in two months flat with no remissions ever. And what is he? He's in like his 20s now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, what he used, there were typical methodologies, you know, that are used, not the ones we usually recommend. So he did do a, a kind of drastic change in diet as is, you know, essential. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, we don't need to get into the details of his old treatment regimen here. But, but, but maybe the, on the next show? Maybe, maybe when he's on, he'll, I'm sure he'll be happy to tell us all about it. But the thing is, is he cured himself of cancer at age 16 in two months. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. That, that's incredible. And, um, you know, of course, the news was all over. Boy runs away. You know, it was like the thing with Daniel Hauser. Mm-hmm. It was a big heyday on the news. And then when he cured himself, when it disappeared, suddenly the news pulled the plug on it. It wasn't mentioned anywhere. It, I don't think it was reported that he was cured after all the hoopla. It was like they were going to have a field day mocking alternative medicine. Yeah. And then when it worked... They decided to be silent. They decided, they went silent. Yeah. And that, that happens a lot, doesn't it? It, it does, unfortunately. But uh, be sure and tune in next time to listen to him. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about it myself, to tell you the truth. Yep. I'm looking forward to talking to Billy, finally. All right. Well, we've got a lot of good topics next time. For now, we're, we're headed out. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, everyone.